It's time to watch The Muppet Show with special guest Bruce Forsyth. the synopsis it's time to watch the muppets we watch the muppets and separately you know. for the first time in a really actually ever i feel like this was like maybe a cool i liked it yeah maybe this will like bring more because we don't talk to each other while we watch it we kind of do though to, but we kind of do yeah this will bring more okay here is our plot synopsis for the bruce forsyth episode of the muppet show episode 13 Brucey, you can do it, Brucey. I feel like you're really playing me on. I had to burp, sorry. Fozzie hatches a plan to get even with Statler and Waldorf when he does his act. But the bear becomes crushed when he gets replaced by guest Bruce Forsyth. Oh, he oh he got that's replaced. It. But I think that's a weird way, especially because, okay, we're going to acknowledge the, the guest taking Fozzie's place, but we're not going to acknowledge Kermit. Yeah, it's weird that this episode comes right after last week's episode where yeah. we accused Kermit of bumping Fozzie. He did. He, no, he absolutely did. No disagreement. But it's very odd that this also now be like the cause of a kerfuffle. Yeah, well, I guess it's bringing more attention to Fozzie. It gives Fozzie sort of a storyline. One that I feel like okay. I appreciated and was kind of like due to come, too. Like, he needed to address... Statler. Statler and Waldorf. Like, what the fuck is going on with those guys? I know, but it was kind of good that he did. I, I liked what happened. Yeah. I don't know how you felt about it, but I, I liked it. I like the way it played out. So what was the first skit? The sneezes? All right, or the we snoo- opened with the snurfs. The snurfs. They the sneezes. in a little Spanish town. I feel like this is becoming a very common thing that we, like, unanimously love the opening Yeah, the sketch opening now. sketch. But they're always cute like this. They're, like, weird and experimental and usually don't have anything to do with, like, the core cast. No, but they're like they're funky. quirky. Yeah. Mum and Chans. When's they, when are they coming on? When is he or is he? That's is not it, until the end of our season. We have like, yeah. I think that'll nine, be quirky. Nine episodes to go because if he's a mom, he doesn't speak at all. So yeah. he's like, of course, Muppets and hand movement. I'm excited for that episode. Anyway, go back back to this so episode. Like weird little like what green feet with like a spring. Yeah, they were like dog meets Muppet meets clown meets with like a honker kind of thing. Yeah, like the honkers from. The Muppets, not the yeah. Muppets from Sesame Street. Do you remember Wait. the hunker, du- mm-hmm. hunker, ducky, dinger, jamboree? And yeah. All the weird, yeah. Oh, Jug Band was in this episode. Mm-hmm. I love your impression of Jug Band. So after we go from the Snurfs, which were a delight, we head backstage, and a duck approaches Kermit, excited that she finally has to the punchline to her act down. Wait, Whack. was there a Dewey the Duck or a duck that looked like this? What was a cartoon... From the 90s, featuring a duck that looked like this. A duck that looked like this duck? Yeah. The only ducks from the Animaniacs, 90s maybe? Of... Or, like, maybe one of those side sketches in Animaniacs? Mm-hmm. I don't think they had a duck. What maybe. about Tiny Toons? I'm thinking just of Duck Man. Remember Duck Man? Yeah, but he was a man. Song. Yeah. Okay. This is, like, a thing like that. Like, a little cute thing. I didn't realize until I'm reading these notes right now that this was a female duck. Yes. I... Do not know where this duck came from, and I think she has no business wandering the set of this show all of a sudden. Like, she's just 
hot shit. She like insults Fozzie at one point. Who the what fuck did is she, she? What did she say to Fozzie? I don't remember. Let uh. me scroll. Hang on. She was rude. And then she was in like the veterinarian oh, yeah. hospital. Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> Doctor someone... Bob. Okay, this is the first time I noticed that they call him a podiatrist, and he always no, operates really? from the center of the body. <laughs> I, I'm looking. Doctor Bob. And she was in the talk spot. Like this duck. Someone literally ran in to the day that they were like right in this episode. And was they're like, tr- I made a duck. They're <laughs> trying things. They're like, can uh-huh. we have like a side quirky character? Oh. Is the duck there to replace Scooter? Are they trying to replace Scooter? Is that what they're trying to do? Oh, Scooter was definitely not in this episode at all. Yeah, thankfully. I like that experiment with your duck then. Yeah. Go for it. Wayne and Wanda's sketch was kind of funny, though, because the tree falls. (laughs) So after this duck wanders into the set with her punchline to her joke, Fozzie confronts Kermit and says that he's ready to take on Statler and Waldorf. Aww. But he needs Kermit to help him practice. Kermit then insults his jokes. Oh, yeah. He has to, like, beg Kermit to never heckle him again. I love how sensitive Kermit is. Not Kermit. Fozzie. Like, that's, like, rule number one of being a stand-up comedian. Like, you can't be Mm -hmm. that sensitive to... I don't know how they do it. Yeah. I don't know how they do it, and they just roll with it. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like... If I'm heckled too much, I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> Leave me alone. Oh my god, I feel abused. Go pick on someone else. I know. Um, so, before we really dig deep, who did you know Bruce, Bruce, Bruce Forsyth to be previously? I didn't. No? No. Me neither. <laughs> uh, I feel like I've heard that name though. Yeah, the right? name's familiar, like he's, and he's British apparently. Canadian. Well, he has a he has kind of a long face, no? He has a very interesting face. Oh, I loved his vest and his. I didn't love the suit with the vest, but I love the vest. He's like incredibly English looking. Mm-hmm. He okay, so he was in Bed Knobs and Broomsticks. What? That old Disney movie? No. no. With the little kids are Mary Poppins. They're in it also. Pretty sure, unless they're the kids from Escape to Rich Witch Mountain. Never seen either. Of those. He then also, towards the end of his career, his career was kind of revived by um, working on Strictly Come Dancing, the English version of Dances, Dancing with the Stars. I almost called it Dances with the Stars. Strictly Come Dancing. Yeah. Did you ever see that movie Strictly Ballroom? No. What's that? Oh my god, it's so good, actually. Maybe that's why it's called Strictly Come Dancing. Maybe. Strictly Ballroom. Strictly Ballroom's a good movie. Mm-hmm. I'd watch it. It's about dancing. That's it? Well, I mean, I'm not going to go into that because this is about the Muppets. Oh, no. <laughs> Megan has a new lease on life, apparently. <laughs> um, so when I was doing a bit of research for this episode, this episode aired on December third, December 4th, 1976, and I finally found something of note that happened that day. On December 4th, 1976, Elizabeth Taylor age 44, married for the seventh time to politician John Warner. Oh. Yeah. How many These people? always brought me luck. That's my favorite. <laughs> the earrings. I seriously love that so much, and I love that they still run that commercial. It's a cult classic. It's so weird that, like, there are, like, eight commercials that still get aired that have been on forever. It's like that, the stupid Hershey Kisses, that Jingle oh, yeah. Bell. During Christmas? Yep. I'm trying to find now how many times she was married. She was married. Do you know how many times? Thirteen? Eight. Eight, okay. So this is the penultimate marriage of Elizabeth Taylor 
happened the same day this episode aired. Wow. Can you can you list all her husbands while you have that up, please? Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, yeah, I can. So easily. Holy crap. Okay, cool. Um, Michael Whit- Michael Wilding, Mike Todd, Eddie Fisher, oh. Richard Burton, Richard Burton. You know who Eddie Fisher is, right? No. Isn't that um, Carrie Fisher's husband think, that left her for? I think. They so share a husband, I think. It's I think. her dad. Oh, her dad. Carrie Fisher's dad. So then what does that make? His, okay, hang on. So let me go. Yeah, Michael it might Wilding, be. Mike Todd, Eddie Fisher, Richard Burton, Richard Burton, Mike Warner, and Wait, then Larry. Wait, Richard Ford. Burton twice? Yes. She married him in 64 to 74 and divorced him in se- and then married him again in 75 to 76. Married him again for a year really quick. Does she have kids? Okay, go ahead, name them. Eddie Fisher. Billy Lord's granddad. Oh, yeah, Billy Clark. Lord's. What is Carrie Fisher's mother's name? Oh, What's her name? She's famous in her own right. I want to say Shirley MacLaine, but that's Postcards to the Edge, right? Okay. Debbie Reynolds. Debbie Reynolds, yeah. Debbie Reynolds. And then it says here on his Wikipedia that he's married to Debbie Reynolds, a scandalous affair, blah, 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 blah. Later, he married Connie Stevens. Yeah. Of The Muppet Show. (laughs) They met on The Muppets. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Okay, very, very weird. So this episode happened the same night some history happened for Elizabeth Taylor. I try every week to find something that happened that <laughs> it's hard. these episodes aired, and it is so hard. Because some of the news feels like it's made up. Yeah, well, there used to not be news back then the way there is news now. I mean, there's so there's like too much news now. Like, think of the episode of, um, let's say, the Goldbergs that aired the day uh, all those ex- insurrectionists stormed the Capitol. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, if we were doing a Goldbergs exactly. podcast, we would have... <laughs> exactly. It's pretty nuts. There's a lot of news now. There's a lot of news now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Huey, right. Huey Lewis would have no room on the stage. He would have no room. It'd be him and like 15 to It'd 17 be the other guys. They're all the news. <laughs> okay, so after Kermit attempts to help Fozzie with the heckling, Bruce Forsyth per- performs All I Need is the Girl with those big old birds. All I need is a girl. Anything but the girl? Is that a band that sings like the deserts miss the rain? Or the deserts mystery? It's like the deserts miss the rain. Like the deserts miss the rain. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I know that song. That's, what are they called? Anything but the girl. Why don't you look that up? Is that what they're called? Anything but the girl? I'm guessing. I don't know. You know how, I usually ask you for all the, like, I'm like, how do you say this? What's this name? I do know that the original version of that song um, wasn't as popular as, like, that remix that happened. They sped up the song a bit. It was better. Oh, they're, okay. They are called Everything But The Girl. Oh, my God. I'm impressed with myself. And the song is called Missing. Yep. I love this song still. And the video was kind of, like, it was very 90s. So this is the regular version. Right? Is, oh, now play the remix. This is the Todd Terry version. No. Oh, yeah, is, is it? Like... All right, I'm just going to like... Oh, yeah, yeah okay. There you go. <laughs> That's a they have a difference. They have a radio edit for that, I'm sure. Yeah. I used to think it was Desert's Mystery also. Yeah. In, you know, 1994, I was, what, 
five years old. <laughs> like the desert's mystery. Like, I know. You know, like when you're just singing along to You learn. And you don't know what yeah. even you're saying. I still do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I still do that. But definitely. <laughs> yeah, and like, then you come back to something like, like the deserts miss the rain. That makes sense. Like, oh, I, you know, yeah. deserts are dry, blah, 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 whatever. But, you know, like. But we all thought it was the deserts mystery. Yeah. What the fuck would that even mean? It's so funny. That's a band who, um, they started off as that, like, I guess it's it's not grunge. It's just, like, rock. It's, like, coffee house rock, it sounds mm-hmm. like to me. Um, they look like coffee house rock. Yeah. On, like, their album cover. But then they also just, like, rolled with the fact that the dance version of that song was so good, and they tried to put out, like, a couple of, like, albums that were sort of, like, in that style. Their top songs on Apple Music right now are seven copies of Missing. Yeah. And then some song called Night and Day. Yeah. So, yeah, they definitely had to lean into Missing being, like, a There were some really big number one hits in the 90s, like, or one-hit wonders even, mm-hmm. like, um, Lisa Loeb song. It's weird that, like, Lisa Loeb is known and everything, but, like, yeah, name another song other than Stay. I, I can't. Right? Like... I can't. But people, if you said, oh, like, remember for, like, a while, people would be like, oh, look at her with her, like, little Lisa Loeb glasses. You know, that meant any girl who was wearing, like, <laughs> thick frame glasses was Lisa Fucking- Loeb. L- Lauren's mom used to call me Lisa yeah, Loeb. Like, like oh, why? Because you had a ponytail yeah. and you were wearing glasses? You know, like... It's so funny. Yeah. Um, but she's an example of somebody who stopped playing that song, I think, for a little while. Yeah. I mean, like... She's back to playing it, but... It's weird to do that to me. Like, when you see... I don't know, because, like... Think of all the people in the audience that bought the tickets to see Lisa Loeb play Stay. Yeah. And regardless of... Do it as an encore, at least. Yeah, man, because they still spent 70 bucks to get here. Yeah. Tickets I mean, it must that, be you know, hard. Like, it, it must be hard. Yeah. I don't know. I have not been in a situation to have to do that kind of thing, but you have to, I think, at least, like, that's why people are showing up. You gotta do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I would say so, but can you imagine, like, being haunted by the song that you created that's a one-hit wonder? Like, what if she was never able to get that song out of her head? And, like, a song like Stay is supposed to be about, like, a breakup, right? So, like, how do you get over, like, if in theory you're writing the song to help you move on, now you have to play the song all the time about Forever. this dude that you don't even really remember anymore yeah. because, like... <laughs> it, it was so many dudes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it just starts to become, like, she can just add people to the yeah. Stay roster. Like, that song is called Stay, right? Yeah. I hope turn not. the radio on or turn the radio up and this woman will sing my song. I used to have a cassette that we used to listen to on the way to Six Flags mm-hmm. when I was a kid that would have that song on the A-side and the B-side. Uh-huh. And it was a single. And what would happen is the car would just flip it over mm-hmm. and then it would just play again. Yeah. We had a single in my mom's car of Gina G's Just a Little Bit <laughs> that did the same thing. And it was like a the dance remix. Yeah. And, but it was already like a dance song. So it just had like a little bit more of like sirens or whatever in it. Yeah, it was the same fucking song. Yeah. And it would just be like. And then one time we remember the radio was like acting up and I feel like she like, you know, like banged Fonds on it, it and it literally spit out of the, car- <laughs> the cassette player. Like it was like, no more, no more, just a little bit. 
<laughs> Your car was like, <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> Get this out of me. Oh, man, we definitely want Do you remember, have you ever been in one of those vans from the 90s that was like, so beyond it wasn't a minivan it was like a van and it had a tv in it with oh, like the cassette yes, and it was, was a gas guzzler uh-huh. beyond and it like i one of my neighbors had one growing up and it had like curtains <laughs> yeah. on the windows yeah. and like not a bench seat like a normal van it had like a couch it yeah felt like yeah those were interesting mm-hmm. those... i remember watching the movie toys Robin Williams I movie like that, that movie. I always just remember like the sandwich with like the mayonnaise mm-hmm. and like the pills. For whatever reason, I like can't get that out of my head. <laughs> That's the only thing I really remember from that movie. That movie made me feel weird when I was little. I remember that. Yeah, I watched it a bunch. Did you ever see Baby's Kids? Yes, I've seen Baby's Kids. Come on. I had an illegal cable box as a kid. It's on HBO all the time. I know. And when you're clicking and you're like, oh, this is a cartoon. Oh, yeah. But that style, like, I love that animation that was popular. Like, Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter instead Mm -hmm. has that, like, opening credit animation, like Baby's Kids. Mm -hmm. A couple of things have had that. Yeah. I miss that too. I like. I think that's. Oh, you know what? What's had that? What? What's had that? You know what? Time for Megan's segment. What's had that? <laughs> well, what's had that is. Don't tell, honey. I shrunk the kids. Uh, <laughs> yeah, honey. I shrunk the kids. All of them have animated openings. I right? love it. It's so of its time. That was time. such a thing that time back then. Like Home Alone has an animated opening, and like oh, all those nineties movies. I love it. All have like a uh, Christmas vacation. That, they're really fun. I'm sad to see that that had gone out of style, mm-hmm. I guess. Anyway, so, the Muppets. After Bruce Forsyth performs All I Need is the Girl with those cool, weird birds. I One of the things that I thought was really cool about this bit was when he like starts to get chased by the one and then realizes, this is towards the end, realizes that there's another one. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he's in like this gazebo-looking thing, and it looks like he's in a cage. Like, oh, these yeah. These birds have scared him into a cage. I like and that. And he started calling out Mr. Hitchcock, Mr. Hitchcock, which I thought was kind of funny. That too. is funny. And I, I like the Big Bird reference. I mean, yeah. did you get get that, I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, when did Sesame Street come out? In the 60s. In the 60s. So okay. So, they, yeah, they referenced it for sure. After this, we cut to Fozzie. Fozzie is certain he has mastered the art of handling hecklers. So he asks Kermit to test him again. When Kermit heckles Fozzie this time, he hits him with a rubber chicken. Fozzie is concerned, however, that the response may be too subtle. <laughs> I do a like man. that he keeps coming up with like these plans of like how he's basically going to either verbally or physically wreck Statler and Waldorf he, yeah. if they start with him. Tonight. Yep. Yep. We then move on to at the dance where there was a few like weirdo jokes. And a lot of things that kind of connected to one another, which surprised me a little bit. And then we move on to our UK spot. Which one was this? I couldn't tell. The UK spot was the Go Go La La Jubilee Jug Band. Oh, well, I like this UK spot. I'm My Own Grandpa, which was hilarious. It was so hilarious. And I was trying to follow it. Like what the... They were saying, like, who's related to who and why. And I was like, I I got lost. I got lost. I got got lost. Uh, he's like, I my found sister's a, my, he gr- found a uh, widow. He married the widow. The widow had an older daughter. His dad then married the daughter. Oh, and then it like all starts to devolve from there. Then he had a kid with his wife who then that kid 
its sister then is married to the father to the, you know like yeah it's this, this really whole nonsense it was a lot of fun though you think somebody like wrote down the people and then like drew lines to come to up with like how to follow that this like ridiculous or is there an excel spreadsheet or tree family tree yeah like, like ancestry.com yeah of... because i would not be able to memorize that it's also funny to me that this is the UK spot because this is another like weird piece of Americana you would think of like. I feel like depicting... it's novel to those UK people because yeah. there's like, I remember my my mom and my aunt, um, like talking a lot about what they call like Euro trash. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever heard of that? But yeah. it's like a chav. It's like that. <laughs> how it's, yeah, sort of thing. Yeah. So I feel like they are like they think it's novel. Like Which they're is... like oh. Ho, 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 ho. And I mean, you know, that's like, look at the show Shameless. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the same story. It is, being yeah. being told about, you know, instead of, like, people down on their luck in the UK. Yeah, exactly. It's, just, it's that's very true. Yeah. I forgot about that show. And it translates so one-to-one yep. one yep. in so many ways, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, it's crazy. Then we move on to our talk spot. Bruce feels a little strange being on The Muppet Show, stating that he'll buy Kermit as a talking frog, but he can't buy the chicken he's sharing a dressing room with. Wait, but how come Kermit didn't address that he's not for sale? Because I, I guess know. he is for sale. It's so selective, like, it's stupid. Honestly, I learned a really big lesson these last couple of days. Yeah. And I'm going to get serious. This is the, the, uh, the part of the show where we get serious with Meg. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Get get in serious with Meg. Um, Being for sale can really bite you in the ass. Mm -hmm. It's it's better to be like Doug and be free. (laughs) And like Lisa. (laughs) I've learned a big lesson. After this time, this is the last time I'm ever going to sell myself. And I do say that. And I hope I stick to it. (laughs) (laughs) And that's my vague. <laughs> I was say, let's keep it nice and vague. Keep yeah. Vague. Yeah. <laughs> we will. So after our talk spot, well, actually, before we get leave our talk spot, this like buying and selling of the animals of the show is whatever. Yeah. I did uh, find it interesting that at the end of this bit, Kurt and uh, Piggy shows up, and she's she's like, oh. Uh, oh yeah! You think your little pig jokes were so funny? Like I'm yeah. ad libbing, of course. But then he's like, "Oh, Piggy, I'm so sorry that you took it that way. I, you know, I was just all in good fun." And I'm like, "Did anyone else has ever anyone else in the 13 episodes of this show that we watched apologize to Piggy?" No. For no. Almost. I'm so glad. I'm so her. glad you noted that. Yeah. Has anyone apologized? No. To her for no. Upsetting her, offending her. He didn't mean to. No. He didn't. Yeah. But she did get a little bananas. But they, I think they just wanted to use that thumping noise. Yeah. Because they brought it back later. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, I like this. Someone there is making the calls. They're like, oh, I really like this. We're going to do it again. Do it in the next skit. All right. So after this, we then move on to backstage again. Kermit, knowing that Fozzie is concerned about being heckled, promises that Statler and Waldorf will not bother him tonight. The show is running long, and Fozzie's act has been cut. This is interesting that this is the first one that we have seen someone legitimately, like, they're, you know, the show's running long, he has to cut him for time. He did this last week. 
Mm-hmm. He cut Fozzie so he could sing It's Not Easy Being Green. But he didn't talk about party, it. But he didn't talk about it. I thought that was really weird. And Fozzie was, like, hurt. And he's right. Yeah. You know? But he did end up getting a lot of attention. Yeah, yeah. And he got a little... He got good, I guess. He was throwing shade. I think so. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. I, lo- I like, genuinely laughed at some of the back and yeah. forth between the four of them. Yep, yep. Oh, I love the first joke about putting them in a, a coffin or mm-hmm. burying them together or something like yeah. that. <laughs> see that box they're in? I'm going to bury them in it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see if they're going to be buried together or something like that, he said. <laughs> so before we get there, we have Sam the Eagle introduces Wayne and Wanda again. They oh. perform Trees. A tree falls on Wayne. I loved it. I have just realized... I loved it. There is some real, in my opinion, (laughs) deliberate. I can't express it. (laughs) Okay. They are very deliberately framing Wayne and Wanda as square Mm -hmm. and by like the transient property, framing Sam the Eagle as impossibly square also because Sam the Eagle comes out and he's like, and now for some quality entertainment finally. I'm proud to present to you Wayne and Wanda or whatever. You know, like, so... Yeah. They're trying to say that, like, Sam the Eagle, this, like, patriotic... Yeah. You know... He's stuffy. Is, yeah, a stuffy square, right? I hate Wayne and Wanda. Hopefully Wayne died this time. That's it. But I always want to keep in my heart the episode when (laughs) Wanda was sawed in half. When Wanda was sawed in half. (laughs) <laughs> that was the most perfect Wayne and Wanda. I thought that was the best. That ever but done. I think that the tree fell on Wayne pretty quickly into the sketch, which made me laugh. And I was like, okay, good. This was kind of funny. Even, yeah. Wayne is just, it just like, as soon as they show him, the tree just like falls on him. It's so much setup, like for just a really quick one and boom, like laugh. And then we are actually at the end of the episode, right? So I have to say, I'm really glad there was none of those like game show situations. The about panel like discussion. yeah but like the what is what is it always about it's always like a broad question that's unanswerable practically. yeah i forget what they call it something about like thinking or like yeah i don't remember like the one time they were they kind of asked like what's the meaning of life basically mm-hmm. and it's like uh, i don't know yeah that first anyway i'm glad they didn't have a sketch like that so then we move on to bruce forsyth filling in for fozzy he immediately goes into burying goes to burying statler with insults one of my favorite things was when he shows up, Statler, I think, said, we want new blood, and then Bruce responded with, you certainly look like you could use some. <laughs> <laughs> and then Statler goes, he's burying me. <laughs> like, this is so weird. That's so good. I liked that this is also the first time that we've seen what who I presume is a comedian. He must have stand-up in his background, right? Like, guiding and helping Fozzie on his journey to becoming Mm -hmm. a better stand-up. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, it was kind of cool. Like, he was a nice guy to be on The Muppets. I liked him. Yeah, there was no, like, real mean humor. I mean, we didn't have to watch him do any weird impressions that weren't funny. Yeah. Which I liked. He had, like, a little song and a dance. Mm-hmm. He he had a lot of good jokes. Mm-hmm. I actually like that. Is he a stand-up? What is he? He was credited as having written on this episode. So he must be oh, a stand-up good. who was using actual material to good, respond. Good, good, good. I don't know if maybe he, if he, like, um... Maybe he helped write the episode. You want to say, like, uh, his focus. Like, if his focus is, uh... 
fuck? Why can't I talk? Like, crowd work. Mm-hmm. You know, like, where he's one of those crowd work comedians. Yeah. He's not all, like, joke, 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 yeah, joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead, he is like, oh, look at this Bantering you know, idiot with, the, yeah. with bow tie, whatever. And then that takes him to a bit or whatever, mm-hmm. you know? Exactly. I liked him a lot. As, yeah, as a comedian, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. with them. Like, the banter. That was the best Statler and Waldorf sketch I've seen, I think. Yeah. I really liked it. Did you have a chance to see the Statler and Waldorf sketch from SNL a few nights ago? No. Oh, well, yeah, a little bit. Like, I watched a little bit of the clip that you sent to me. With Keegan-Michael Key. Yeah. And, like, so, so Kermit is there, and Melissa Villasenor plays Lily Tomlin. Yeah. <laughs> so well. I didn't, see, I didn't even realize that or watch that. I need to see that. Yeah, so it's, like, Kermit and Lily Tomlin going back and forth. I didn't realize that she was Lily Tomlin. And it's so bizarre, because she was not only playing Lily Tomlin, who would, like, be a believable S, uh, guest for... The Muppets, The Muppet yeah. Show. She was playing, like, current-day Lily Tomlin, because she's like, oh, they want me to do a Grace and Frankie sketch. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, this is so fucking weird. Yeah. That, like, why is she Lily Tomlin? Who is this reference for? Yeah. And then she goes on, she's talking to Kermit, and then that's when this, like, really scary-looking, close-enough Statler and Waldorf start yelling at them. And Keenan and Keegan-Michael Key come out, and they're like, hey, shut up. There's a show going on. Yeah. Like, they, like, pointed it. It was I so I did funny. see that. I saw that part. Shut up! And they <laughs> yeah, were just like, like... Stop it! Yeah. Like, so then they leave, and the Kermit and Lily Tomlin are talking again, and then they start again. So then they come back out, and they're like, we're gonna come up there. We're gonna beat you up. And it made me think, like, how was there never a time where someone literally threatened Statler and Waldorf? Like, throw them out of yeah. this show, man. That's very, throw that's very, very, very funny. How do you go to a show every week that you claim to hate and heckle it, and then they still seat you? I love it. That's so funny that they did that Muppet sketch. That that felt very, very weird to me, too. I'm like, who is this for? Like, are we, or maybe people are really watching the Muppet show right yeah, now. Yeah, maybe like, they are. We are. We definitely are. <laughs> So, okay, this brings us to Veterinarian's Hospital. Dr. Bob! duck, but Dr. <laughs> your, uh, your piggy doctor, that pig, nurse piggy is very good, Megan. <laughs> Dr. Bob keeps confusing it with a chicken. The duck constantly yells, <laughs> Duck! <laughs> when someone says he's a chicken, but then the doctor takes it as a sign that something's about to fall down. Finally, something does fall, a lamp, which lands on Dr. Bob's head. I love this stupid recurring sketch. Yeah. I love Veterinarian's Hospital. It's so stupid. It is fun. I like it a lot. This was kind of a short one. This whole, yeah. The, yeah, the, I actually like the length of the sketches in this episode. Everything felt like it was just enough. Yep. Like it wasn't, nothing kind of lingered on for too long. Yeah, I liked it. Oh, there was no like news report mm-hmm. when he pretended to be somebody or I don't know. I think it was good. Then, sketches they keep. Just real quick. Yeah. Opener, they keep doing like a cute opener. Yeah. Of course, they have backstage, but they also kept like Kermit's interview spot and like mostly the foggy, foggy I spot. I feel like the, everything else is inconsistent. The talk spots are better when it's a female guest. I feel like they have more of a conversation. I don't yeah. know why that is. I think they should give Gonzo a try doing the talk spot. Oh, I'd like to see that. A rotating yeah. talk spot instead. So then that brings us to the closing. At closing, Bruce tells Kermit that he is a terrific MC. Fozzie, continuing with his insult, says that Kermit is more like an MC squared. <laughs> Which is very funny. Bruce suggests Fozzie take on a little humi- humility 
particularly if he wants to be working next week. That's funny. This all around was a pretty good episode. I liked it. I thought it was um like it, it was easy to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There was nothing that was like okay. It was nice. You know, I liked it. I enjoyed it. Or you wanted it. to wander too much. Yeah, because um, there have been times where we've gotten up and we're like, all right, with yeah, this search. Yeah, like, I could go pee really quick. This yeah. doesn't look like it's going anywhere. Exactly. This one was a lot of fun. This was enjoyable, and I'm excited for the guests because now it's getting good. And this one was good. Hopefully the next one is good. Our next episode is Sandy Duncan. I had a dark day today. It's and my Yeah, I had, a, I had a very dark day. <laughs> <laughs> very very sorry to hear that it's okay it'll get better i'll figure everything out i mean hashtag it gets better hashtag it better hashtag it better get better yeah it better you better you better you bet yeah hashtag it better so we watched the muppets yes we did and i kind of liked this like not watching it together not because i don't want to watch with you but because we didn't really have a feel for how each other liked the sketches or yeah. what we remembered or yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah. Like, you surprised me with some of the stuff that you pulled up, uh-huh. and that was kind of nice. Yeah. <laughs> Usually we're, like, both, I don't know, we kind of give each other, like, a knowing, like, when we yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> we're bad. We try not to react, but we do. Especially with those opening sketches. We're like, oh, my I'm God, like, I love it. It's so cute. <laughs> oh, my God. So please join us next week as we watch the Sandy Duncan episode of The Muppet Show. This has been It's Time to Watch The Muppets. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at I-T-T-I... Wait. Wait. I-T-T... You made a shirt. Buy this shirt and that's how you'll remember the podcast. I-T-T-W-T-M. It's Time to Watch The Muppets. Yeah, and buy the shirt. I got mine today. I'm excited. I'm going to order mine. It's very cool. It is cool. I was really pleased with it. Yeah. It looks so fun. So fun. So. Those can be found in the show notes. So buy a shirt. Buy a shirt. Watch The Muppets. Watch The Muppets Show. We're going to be here for a hundred more episodes. Let us know if you guys have any, uh, just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) No one is listening. (laughs) Thank you for watching or listening or whatever you're doing with us. Yeah, I don't even know. We'll see you next time. But yeah, you can always comment. We love to hear it. Bye. Bye.